It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before there was imdb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but... Maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. (laughs) Thanks for listening. On to the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to the $2 Late Fee Martial Arts Extravaganza Gift Bag episode. (laughs) Oh, um, I don't know what the gift bag part is. It just seemed like a fun thing to throw in. I like that. Well, this is more of a grab. Maybe a grab bag. A grab bag. That's what what I meant to say. But grab bag has like a maybe negative connotation because every now and then you get one figure. Like, you know, when you remember the um, uh, muscle... Uh, yeah. Figures, oh, right? yeah. And they would come in a garbage can. Yep. And you open up the garbage can. You really want like the guy with the horns, or you want the little announcer who was hard to get. But then all of a sudden, you'd get the one that you've gotten like three or four. You get times. that little guy, and you're like, I got that little I guy. I got yeah. okay. I got yeah. Kikaman Dukadaj, whatever his name right, is. Right. That's and... Kikaman Dukamash. Yeah. You yeah. get that guy a million times. I think Robert Davi yeah. played him in the uh, movie. In version. the movie, yes, he did. <laughs> with yeah, an so accent. Gift bag, grab gift bag. I uh, yeah, go with yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. Well, it's a grab. It's more of a gift bag for us. I think this is more fun. <laughs> so, hey, so the parameters for this episode are Zach and I have each picked five martial arts movies that we loved as kids. We did not tell each other what what we were picking. You have no idea what my answers are. I have no idea what your answers are. And the parameters of this are like, this is not the best like martial arts movies in the world. Th- th- no. That's not at all what we're doing. We're basically taking movies that were maybe from mid eighties to, to early nineties, um, American movies yeah. that, um, you know, might not even have the best martial arts in them. I might even say some of them might just be very amusing movies that I love. I, yeah. I like your, I like your qualifications because well, and it speaks to our show. We don't talk about the quote unquote best movies in the world. We talk about movies that resonated with us and yes. that were special to us. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be special to other people. I have a feeling they will be, though, because I have a feeling yeah. people are going to listen to this and go, oh, yeah, I love that movie, too. Oh, wow. Right. I'm going to friend them on Instagram now. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> so, um, but this is kind of a precursor to our interview with Richard Norton. And Richard Norton is, if those of you that don't know who he is, if you look him up on IMDb, the guy has a resume of what, over 70 martial arts films? Well, 70 films, many yeah. of them being martial arts Most films. are martial arts movies. He is- um, He's a martial artist. He's a martial yeah. artist. He's been a martial artist since he was a little kid. He's one of Chuck Norris's best friends. Uh, he that he he talks in that interview, which you'll listen to very soon. He talks about how he got to start with Chuck, and the guy is a, a master, a martial arts master. He, he is a master. He and might say otherwise, but he's a master. He is. He definitely is a master, and someone to be honored, really, like and get way more credit and respect than maybe he does in the general public. Hopefully, this hopefully this podcast will bring a little bit more attention to him. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe uh, accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally. But maybe I and so I, I'm curious to see what movies you have on your list because I'm wondering, oh, was Richard Norton in that movie? Right. Or no? Probably prop let's just say uh if I take the magic eight ball, 
It is likely. <laughs> we, is that one of the answers? I don't even know. When you flip it over, when you sh people shake it, but I don't know if you're supposed. To how many? Well, how many sides does that thing have? The little die that was in there. Mm, six, eight, six-sided die, eight-sided. Yeah, it, yeah. it was more. Yeah, that always freaked me yeah. out. I was always like, "Am I gonna get a new girlfriend? Am I gonna get?" Ask Aww. again later. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, we will obviously, some of these films we talk about today, we may cover in more detail down the road, but we just thought it would be a fun way to kind of set up the interview. A little amuse-bouche, yes. if you will. And while this might not necessarily be in the traditional uh, aspect of our show, we are going to reference some songs from those movies as well, uh, but obviously not go into super detail about them. Yes. All right. Should we do it? Let's do it. We need some like... Right. Um, motivational uh, martial art music right. to kind of segue us in. Hit that clip. That was very... Do you feel it? You're getting pumped up? Is that from the... <laughs> that was not from the Blood Brothers mix. However, I always give them the shout out. Uh, or I have a few times. Yeah. Those are, those are great mixes. It's really ridiculous we haven't made contact with those people. We have to reach out. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to figure that out. But, uh, all who's, right. Who's going to start? All right. Should I... Shall I... Till I get us started counting down Please. from five to one, alternating. So, okay, so coming in at number five for my best, in quotes, martial arts movie is 1985's American Ninja. For 2,000 years, the sacred art of the ninja has been guarded in the East. Remember the day I found you. Now... It has come to the West. Remember what is hidden deep in your mind. He is the only soldier. Date of birth unknown. The only American. Who is he? Who is capable of defeating the secret Black Star Army. The deadliest art of the Orient is now in the hands of an American. I knew you were going to use that one. Now, do I ask you at one point, like, is this on your list? Do you can ask me. That that one is actually not on not my on list. list. Yes. Right. Like, so it's not on my list. Yeah. It's a game show. <laughs> it's not on the list. Hey. Uh, you win. Yeah. I, I didn't specify, too, that I tried to pick movies that you that I knew. If I knew you were going to pick it, I tried not to pick it. Yes. And so. I also, know, knowing that, I also knew that I was I was always so picking movies that uh, are, are really considered martial arts films versus a coming-of-age drama, if you know what I mean. Wink, right, wink. right, nod, right, nod. right, <laughs> right, right. Karate Kid. Wax on, yes. nod, nod, nod off, nod on. Damn it. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Talk, let's talk about American Ninja. So, Michael Dudikoff oh, stars as G.I. Joe Armstrong, uh, a, man of, a man of few words, amazing talents. Um, this was a movie that I got from the video store a lot. Um Rewatching some scenes quite recently, I don't fully grasp the same uh, love. You know, he's kind of a strange guy. He's yep. strong. He's silent. I mean, he was raised by a ninja, basically. So yes, not, um, not wolves, not by wolves. But so uh, yeah, he fights the what's the what's the name of the oh the Black Star Order. Yes, he fights against the Black Star Order. He's just he's in the you know he's in the armed forces. He's in the Philippines, it's one of those like wrong place, wrong time. Your your convoy just got attacked by a group of ninjas. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and his buddy, played by Steve James. Steve James, who is oh my god, <laughs> such a cool actor, cool look, presence. I always love that dude. Yeah, he died at like forty one. Yeah, which is such a bummer because he was really. Good. I mean, from everything from I'm gonna get you sucker to uh, well American Ninja. Uh, I think he was in Delta Force as well. Yep, the yep. guy, and so the fact that this is also a canon movie, a canon yep, production, yep. and canon uh, was known for their kind of schlocky B-level action <laughs> horror films. Yep. This being one of their best, in my opinion, as well. Um, there's a great documentary about the canon company. I, I think you can find it on Netflix. I don't. Off the offhand, I don't remember the name, but if you just look up Canon documentary, it's it's bonkers. It's great. It's worth checking. Yeah, out. I I have not seen that. But that well. that but American Ninja also has Richard Norton in, in a small role. 
He does. It does. <laughs> I didn't even, that wasn't even one of my bullet points, but yes. And the female actress in that movie, do you recognize her? Weird Science, Science. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. terrible, the way I just sang. Weird Science is awesome. But my, <laughs> You gotta get that falsetto. <laughs> Weird Science. Anyway, um, yeah. It's a great movie. My favorite thing about this movie it, or, or favorite fun fact, maybe you can shed some light on this. Yes. Sam Furstenberg, the director, yes. directed a ton of martial arts movies. You look at, right, his, his whole oeuvre is martial arts movies. And then wedged in there, break into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. I want to know the story, like how did this came about? Well, another Canon company film. But but Sam, you're around. Do you want to... I have a feeling. Yeah. yeah I All mean, right. when, you know, we... In a future episode, we, we talked to Diane Franklin, who was the star of Last American Virgin, which is another canon movie. And they her her story about how she got cast in that film, which is a great story. Yeah, don't blow it. Now, we'll don't, blow, don't, don't blow, blow your load. Don't blow your load. <laughs> um, but this idea, like, it just kind of happenstance. So maybe he was, like, there. Right. I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme used to hang out in their lobby and do tricks and stuff to try to get their attention. And one day they're like, okay, well, he's like, let me show you how I kick the cigarette out of your face. Right. And they didn't like, you'll be a star. So maybe then one day they were like, Sam, Sam, we need, we need director for this movie. This is a the... terrible accent, by the way. No, it's good. It's Israeli. Oh yeah. Okay, Spot cool. On. We need director for this movie. And, um, <laughs> you want to give it a try? You want to give a try? Yeah. And yeah. be like, well, hold on. I'm finishing my frozen yogurt. Right. Let me. Um, it was very big during that time. Yes. <laughs> In the eighties, for sure. Penguin. Uh, or no, I can't it, believe it's not yogurt. Yeah, Humphrey yogurt was a big one can't in the valley. Not, can't believe it's not yogurt. No, TG, TGI, I don't know. Yeah, TGIV. TGIY. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yogurt. TGIY, yeah. Um, Humphrey yeah. yogurt was a popular one in the valley. Yeah. But I'll just say, yeah, maybe he was just wrong place, wrong, yeah. right place, right time. Because yeah. Electric 2, or uh, Breaking right. 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's got some songs. And I think it's that has Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, or it's the first one. One of the one of them has Jean-Claude. Oh, right, when he's in the circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that too? Might oh, be the first I want to know one? if it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter, but. Oh, I love, I, but so what, so American Ninja from your, you rented that incessantly. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. Obsessed with it. I equally was obsessed. I remember Michael Dudikoff being, yeah, the strong silent type. Uh, yeah, he just, yeah, he did, doesn't doesn't really do much in a scene. But I love it. I love him. Yeah, I do too. He actually has done- If you're a, listening, Michael, the, come on the show. Yeah, and we're hoping we can get him at some point. Yeah. That'd be great. He's got a actually pretty eclectic resume of movies too, because he's done some yeah. ones that have stretched his acting chops, if you will. Yes, I didn't get, you know, I'm, I'm keeping it simple for our just- Okay, okay, you know, yeah. Maybe you can go to But- uh, American Ninja is a great choice for your number five. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. What's your what's your number five? All right, my number five coming in. This is a this is one that's uh, in the, later in the nineties, if you will, uh, if you will. It is the nineteen ninety three martial arts epic actioneer excessive force ah. starring Thomas Ian Griffith. Oh, very good from Karate Kid Part Three. Very good. Terry McCain has a way of surprising people. Shake up your life. Do something crazy with it. Play music for a living. You saying what I do now is not crazy enough? That's what makes him dangerous. These statements were obtained through the use of excessive force. The third time he beat me to it. The third time. Yeah, well, he beat me too, but you don't see me getting crazy about it. Word has it, DeMarco lost three million on your last bust. Thomas Ian Griffith. Excessive force. Die with a little dignity. Finally, the punishment fits the crime. This was his second movie he ever made. Um, for those of you that don't know who Thomas Ian Griffith is, he was the one of the lead villains in the third Karate Kid movie and is a legit <laughs> one of the lead villains. Well, next, next to Sensei Kreese. He was actually the kind of the, he was the- This is so funny, yeah. What do you call it? The um, He was the, the centerpiece. He's what got Sensei Kreese back from- mm being homeless right. on the streets. Right. And I, when I remember seeing him as a kid in, in Karate Kid 3, I'm like, this guy looks cool. Yeah. He kind of had a Steven Seagal look. The black ponytail was in at the time, long hair. Yep. And uh, and then Excessive Force came out on VHS. Uh, I think it had a limited run, but it stars, also has James Earl Jones, Lance Henriksen as well. Remind me of what happens in this movie, or just like a brief thing, because yeah. I've definitely seen it. But So there's, uh, there's corruption going on in the police force. And uh, 
tends to happen. Yeah. yeah. Corruption in the police force. Um, Thomasine Griffith is kind of like the, the last legit good cop. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, cops are getting taken out and he's, and there's, a, there's, there's like $3 million that's on the, on the line uh, that, that the, the, the bad cops want. Yeah. And he's got to take down, spoiler, Lance Hendrickson, who uh, ends up being a bad dude. Oh, but you don't know oh, it kind oh, of until the end. Okay, right, yeah. right. And then James Earl Jones is his buddy that owns a nightclub, and, or he's a bartender or something like that. And um, Thomasine Griffin will come in and play piano every now and then, show off his piano playing skills. And it was a really cool, I thought it was a really cool vehicle for him to kind of launch from. Yeah. I don't know why he never got bigger than this, because I think this is maybe one of the only movies he's ever done. He's so good in it. And the movie is cool. It holds up. I watched it maybe two or three years ago. Does James Earl Jones do any martial arts in that? No, but again, you know, James Earl Jones being in two pretty reputable action martial art movies. Yeah. That's cool. I, I I can dig that. And Lance Hendrickson is nothing to shake a shake a tree at. Like he was No. He was a big deal back in the early nineties. No. I'd yeah. say he was still kind of a you know, hard target, alien three. In the nineties, yeah. he was still relevant. Yeah. So right. that's my choice as number five. That's great. That's a great choice. Uh number five. Excessive force. That's a great choice. Um Okay. Um maybe I'll do this as no this this is this could this could be a four or it could be a three. I wasn't quite quite sure Ooh. but um Ooh. okay so so let's say i'm gonna Ooh. i'm gonna move to number four just <laughs> okay. just because it sounds it just feels right okay um coming in my number four is 1988 above the law Ooh. starring steven seagal i was wondering if you were gonna do a steven seagal movie um i yeah i, I wasn't sure if i wanted to but this was a movie that i mean this is arguably his best movie yeah i agree um totally agree it's just cool it's just yeah. like 90 minutes of him just like aketoing guys through you know various things items of furniture and windows and stuff um <clears throat> steven seagal plays nico he's a he's a he's a cop he's a i don't know why i'm giving him he's, he's a, a cop he's a cop this is a it, we got pam greer in this movie we just it's just got some amazing Fight scene. Steven Seagal never really seems that worried. He kind of looks worried at one point. Like a guy's got a machete. He's like, "Oh, a machete!" But um, but he just he just really commands the the screen, and he's one of the funniest runners I've ever seen. He he just yeah. runs like he's using so much <laughs> yeah. energy, and he's so tight. He's so tight. He's a tight runner. And he's um, got this thing with his arm that actually yeah. Eric Roberts did once. I saw. Yeah, uh, he's got this like kind of flailing arm. Yeah. 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 He's just, he's just really funny. Like guys are like running, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Um, I love his run. I actually tried to mimic his run when I was in track. Oh, did you? Yeah. How'd that go for you? Terribly. Yeah. It's very tight. <laughs> it's not, it's not, you got to be loose. Yeah, you got to be loose. loose. I know. My, my coach was like, grab, pretend that you're holding an egg in your hands. And oh. Don't crack the egg. Oh, interesting. That'll keep your stride. Interesting. My coach was very much about like the flailing yes. wrist kind of thing. And I didn't do that. <laughs> ah! it's, like, it's, like, it's like, no. So I was more like this because, you know, you'd have a baton sometimes. Anyway. Um, Above the Law yeah. has Pam Greer in it. Right. So Pam Greer, uh, Henry Silva. From Megaforce. Um, among many others. Uh, Sharon Stone plays his wife. Oh, yeah. Um, which That's is which right. is kind of wild. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's just... Leave that out there, but above the law. Above the law is great. I uh, it it, it and it kind of deals with some, because he's a Vietnam vet, right? Right. And some CIA. He's trained. Yes. Real good. Yes, real good. Nico trained real good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think yeah. it's his best movie. Um, and it, it's right. Bef- and obviously, there's no ego there. He's just doing the movie, and he's not like being a cliche of himself. Right. Right. Which good he point. became a cliche of himself very fast. Yeah. Very fast. Yep. Okay. Any more you want to say? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. So you. I like that. Uh, okay. Give so me a brief. My my number four could have been a number three as well. We share the same brain, my friend. Uh, but I chose to put it at number four. Yes. It's arguably my favorite of the lead actors' movies of all time. Okay. It's the only one that on the list that he's in. Uh, it is 1983's Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring oh. Chuck Norris. Okay. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. 
He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Your record is unrivaled, but my kind of ranger is a model citizen. Killer in the community. Goes to church. He lives clean. He's got a loving wife and kids. Your lone wolf attitude is gonna change. Starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. <coughs> I had Chuck for like a spell, and then I just forgot about him. I felt like it would be... I had sidekicks on the list. Wow. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I, I will say, I felt like I had to have at least one Chuck movie in there. Mm -hmm. Because I am, my first band that I was ever in was called Chuck Norris Action yep. Pants. I read his autobiography cover to cover as a kid. When you were six. When I was six years old. First book I ever read. Seven. Uh, <laughs> but legit. Other than the Bible. Yeah, other than the Bible and the Torah. Um, <laughs> so, but Lone Wolf McQuaid for me, uh, the reason why I put it on the list is because it is, it's essentially a spaghetti Western, uh, <coughs> martial art movie. And he, he plays, he plays JJ McQuaid. It's kind of the precursor to yeah. Walker, Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, uh, he drives a badass like Bronco and he's really grizzled. It's the first, it's the first movie where he's just like really kind of down and dirty yeah and and uh david carradine plays a really great villain i'd say he channeled that performance again in kill bill as his kind of maniacal you know drug dealing uh right. arms dealing guy and then it's got barbara carrera who at the time i had the hugest crush on yeah she was so beautiful i think she still is um and then it's got a, this guy named lq jones is like his uh his buddy uh, you you would have recognized this guy's been in a oh, bunch yeah. of movies. Yeah. Uh, he's got such a cool look. It's like got poor man Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Or, or um, hello there, I'm Will Q. Jones. But he, but he isn't talking about <laughs> uh, Richard Farnsworth. I would say kind of oh, right. has a similar vibe. Um, but yeah, like, like got a great great cast. Yeah, and that was a cool thing about Chuck Norris movies and probably Steven Seagal too, and Jean Claude Van Damme. Not the best actors right and they i think were aware of that but they put them with really great actors in the movie right and lone wolf mcquade is just i feel like it's a very kind of traditional action american martial arts movie. yeah and i give it a number four rating that's great yeah that's i mean yeah it's perfect i don't even have anything more to say about it when's the last time you saw it 1984 how dare you <laughs> You're watching it again. I'm making you watch this. That's the no, other thing. I, I welcome it. That's the caveat to this show is we're going to be it. watching all of yeah. our, we're going to be watching our lists. Yeah. It's been a while since we've watched, since I've watched any of these, yeah. I should say. Well, there's one I saw. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cool. Um, Hit me with your best shot. So for number three, what I what I was trying to do was have a segue that based on something I thought you might say, but now we're kind of so I don't know, but but we'll see. Okay, number three, 1988. Three words, actually two words. China O'Brien. Oh, now I knew this would be on your list, so okay. I specifically did not put it on mine, okay. knowing you would put it on your list, because I know how special that movie is to your heart. Uh, yes. and But the reason it's so special to my heart is I should say, is well, I'll just ask you right now, is, is, there, is the movie that is named No Retreat, No Surrender on your list? Yes. 
<laughs> All right. Is it is it your number three? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Oh yes. Is it? Yes. Okay. It is. Oh shit. All right. So. Okay. Maybe we we should maybe talk about both right now. No okay. retreat, no surrender. Okay, so and the, Chan O'Brien. Chan no, so coming in at number three on my list is no retreat, no surrender from 1986, and we'll just go back and forth. Um, when no retreat, no surrender was on video, my friend Aaron Filmus and I—he's now a rabbi, Shalom Aaron—we uh, would rent no retreat, no surrender all the time. The trailer at the beginning. Uh, of the no retreat, no retreat, no surrender video was China O'Brien, yep. and so you know it, it, it would just start off, you know, uh, it was just, it was just amazing because China's in this alley. Well, we're just gonna play the trailer, right? Yeah. Oh, here we go. There are some places in this world I can't see you back there. Where a pretty girl should never walk alone. But I can feel you. Unless her name is China O'Brien. She's one of them chop suey fighters. Once, she was a big city cop. Reconsider. Now, she's on her own, heading for the most dangerous place of all, the place she once called home. China! Some changes around town since you've gone, China. I'll never touch a gun again. Where she learned to love. Where she learned to fight. Where she watched them kill her father. Now, she means to clean up his town in her own way with a little help from her friends. She's one girl who fights as good as she looks. Cynthia Rothrock is China O'Brien. I can't see you out there, but I can feel you. I fell in love with the movie like from the second she yeah. said that. And I was like, this is awesome. China O'Brien is just ass kickery. And like the trailer is like the most sexist thing, by the way. It's <laughs> yeah, just it like, is. she's a woman and she can kick ass, <laughs> but she's also beautiful. Isn't that crazy for this time period? I don't believe it either. How do you kick ass and not break a you know. yeah. fingernail? It's just the most, yeah, it's the most insulting thing. But um but she and Richard Norton, no, a second movie, they go to town, yep, saving her town uh, with their friend. Uh, well, with, with, with all of her friends, you know, she basically becomes the default sheriff when her dad is killed, and then she goes cleans up the town, yep. China O'Brien style, China O'Brien style, uh, which just involves kicking everyone's ass um, unnecessarily, but you know, I mean, but I mean, not unnecessarily, but it's like, you know, you could just like point a gun and arrest them, but it's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a weight in your, in your face. And I'm going to, you know, we're going to flip through the gym equipment. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I'm going to do this awesome. crazy acrobatic flip. And it was one of the first movies where I was like, where I really became aware of continuity where I was like, Oh wow. Mm. A jump cut or like learning what a jump cut was. It's like, wait, she was over there and she made that punch. And then it, in the middle of the punch, <laughs> she just kicked that guy in. Yeah. So, um, you know, so the editing is, is, it's interesting, but it's but it's so it's so much fun. It it is. It, I think we did we watch that one recently. On my we birthday? watched two. We watched part two, which is which, not as no. good. No, so it's not on the list, but the the films Rage and Honor are are definitely in my top ten, yeah. and I love those movies. And it's essentially you know Richard Norton and Cynthia Rothrock teaming up again. Rage and Honor Part Two, I think, is a really good B action movie. Um, as as well, I would have put it on there, but China O'Brien's got it's fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. Cynthia Rothrock, yeah, she's beautiful, but she and and she's so she's so good at what she does. Like she, I, <laughs> you're like the trailer now. <laughs> she's so good. she's beautiful, but she's good at I what mean, she look, does. I'm not gonna lie, I had slash have a huge crush on her. I show my son Bodie showed him clips of her to show yeah. off how cool she is because yeah. she's a she's 
I mean, she's a legend in she, the martial arts. She's a legend. Yeah. Her and Richard Norton, who are legit good friends, and maybe we'll get Cynthia on this podcast at some point. Uh, yeah. Their, their screen and presence shows how much they care about each other, and it's a really great, overall great movie. I love it. Yeah, yeah. great. I mean, I know I know that you love it, so it's not like a surprise. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. And the, I specifically held it off because I knew you were going to put it on. Probably yeah. that's why I put No Retreat, No Surrender. Ah, well, there you go. And No Retreat, No Surrender... For those who haven't seen it, it is a, a small town kid and his dad and his mom, uh, like corrupt martial arts uh, mafia come in to take over this dojo it's in so the valley good. It's and so good. they break the dad's leg and they've got to escape. I just watched it last last week. Oh, uh, it's rated PG. I watched it with my son. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, they, they, they escape up to Seattle to start a new dojo, new uh, martial arts studio. And the son encounters bullies. He encounters a best friend in RJ, who's this breakdancing nope. cool kid who RJ kind of nope. teaches him some breakdancing moves that he incorporates into his martial arts, yep. which is so badass. It is. Um, and, and, and the guy who, uh, and then eventually the mafia martial art people come up to the Seattle and he seeks the help of the spirit, the ghost of Bruce Lee. Yep. Um, and I, this movie inspired me to go visit Bruce Lee's grave. Oh, awesome. In 1993, wow. or was it four? 93 or 94, when Brandon Lee passed away. Uh, I was so enamored with Brandon Lee. Yeah. And then he died unexpectedly, tragically. If you don't know about it, you should look it up. It's horrible. Uh, there's your little fun fact of history yeah. to bring you down. Um, but then I went up to Seattle to see his grave and Bruce's grave. Bruce Lee has a beautiful gravestone. It's really cool. Oh, I, yeah. uh, and and I remember going up there after seeing No Retreat, No Surrender. I'm like, oh, that's where he's buried. I'm going to go check this out. Yeah. You know, And I read up on Bruce Lee. It's actually one of the movies that got me into martial arts. But yeah. it also stars yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. I think it's his second movie he's ever JCVD. did. JCVD. Yeah, JCVD as an angry Russian who he definitely doesn't sound Russian, but it is what it is. Right. Yeah. And that's a great movie. Uh, that's my number three. I'm sure we, we may talk about that one at a that's later great. length. That's great. Um Later yeah, yeah. I, I think we it's, it's a moral imperative. It's got to happen. Um, okay, well, great segue to my number two. Um, speaking of JCVD, we have two movies that are basically the same movie to me. So my number two is Bloodsport and Kickboxer, 88-89. I specifically left You're my Bloodsport off the list. I'm wearing a t-shirt with uh, JCVD Jans... JCVD dancing from Kickboxer. I left Bloodsport yeah. and Kickboxer off the list specifically because I knew you were going to put right. them on there. Right. If I if if I knew you weren't going to, Bloodsport would automatically be my number right. two. It's just like, it's just awesome. It's just yeah. you know, it's like they they've taken the. It's the, one of it is. They one use of the, the same best. formula for both movies. You know, yeah. just like a guy that is basically getting. I mean, more or less, because like in Kickboxer, well, it's like... Bloodsport's based on a true story. Right. It's based on a true Allegedly. story. Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Have you Frank ever Dukes. looked up his his like four-hour-long interview that he did? Uh, uh, no, but I... The, the real Frank Dukes? I looked up more, and I was like, oh, this is Frank Dukes? Okay. Yeah. Doesn't look like JCVD. No. Um, this movie gets made fun of all the time. Yeah. But I would argue that it gets made fun of because it's so good. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's just like one of those things where like, was it getting made fun of when it came out in 88? No. I don't think so. I saw it three times in the theater. Yeah, I mean, it was badass and I rented it a lot. Saw it on cable a lot. Um, yeah, but the idea of a, uh, you know, an American uh, martial artist who's entering like a foreign tournament, yeah. you know, for uh, for various reasons, sometimes it's vengeance or whatever, but uh yeah, and just going through these these uh, there are no rules in these tournaments, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know this is this is the first time where I was like, wait a minute, Jean Claude Van Damme, he does a spin kick with both of his legs. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, no one did that. Nope. No one did that. Nope. I was like, that's uh, you know, I knew the Roundhouse, and I was you know, and it's just he can do the dim Mac. He can yes. <laughs> what he the, can. What the hell is a dim Mac? <laughs> <laughs> he can kick a cigarette out of your mouth three times. That's how he got this part, I think. Um, oh right! So you mentioned that. I think so. They talk about it in the uh, in that Canon documentary. So there you go. Yeah, and then let's Donald, roll the Canon documentary. Yeah. <laughs> and then and Donald Gibb, who plays his buddy Jackson, who's who's um, 
his character name from Revenge of the Nerds was, was Ogre. Ogre. Yeah. Ogre. Pretty much known for that. And to go from uh, that to no. this. That was Booger's belt. That was Booger's. <laughs> that was Booger's but, yeah. uh, I think they had a belch off in part two. They did. Uh, <laughs> Nerds in Paradise. Oh, my God. Damn it. Damn it. That's so good. Terrible movie. But uh, terribly. Take me back to paradise. I would argue that it's terrible because it's so good. Yeah, I would not. But <laughs> it's your kind. But yeah, he's so great in this. I love Jackson. In this. Yeah. I would love to interview that guy at some point. Seems, yeah. It seems like I'm such a nice guy. Don't you remember being kind of like, wait a minute, that's Ogre, but like he's like being like a normal guy. Yeah. It's weird he doesn't. Uh... It's a great role, actually. Yeah. I think it's a great role. He, he shows a lot of range yeah, in it. And does. again, canon movies taking these martial artists who weren't that great and building. Right. But I would right. argue that Kickboxer yeah. didn't have that same formula in the sense that it didn't have all these great supporting actors. It had kind of. Not mm. very memorable supporting actors, right. in my opinion. Good point. The little sensei guy is very kind of cliche. I love the final fight scene. Right. Where he dips his fingers in, or his, his fists yeah, in the oh, glass. Oh, glass. Yeah, man. Uh, and then the it's guy who up. plays Tom Poe, I think is his yep. name, yep. is actually JCVD's one of his best friends. Yep. The guy who he came to uh, the States with from mm-hmm. Belgium. That's a great story, which we'll save for another mm-hmm. podcast because I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll talk more about Bloodsport as well. But yeah, Kickboxer yeah. is great yeah. too. Not in my top ten, but in my in my it is a great martial arts movie. Cool. That, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I mean I'm glad you broke it. Oh, and then Bloodsport also <laughs> probably was the mother of martial art movies in the sense that it it started bringing out these um cliched uh personalities right you know, like right the sumo guy right the little tree hopper guy you know the, all these <coughs> right. great fight scenes right. so much fun i love that movie um you ready for my number ready two? hit me so my number two came to me in a dream and i'm not even joking i was hell? i woke up around three in the morning and i think that's when you're supposed to be the most creative like today no like Last week. Okay. And uh, and and it came to me. I'm like, of course. Why didn't I even consider that movie? Oh, my goodness. So my number two movie. I can't wait for this dream movie. Is from 1992. It's got a great supporting cast, including Powers Booth. And it is okay. the Brandon Lee okay. starring film Rapid Fire. What the? Wow. It's my number two. Wow. Very close to number one. I, and I never have brought it up to you. I don't know that I've seen that. Oh, shit. I don't know that I've seen that. This gets an explicit shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think shit's a, a word that would, whatever. You can edit that I out. love Powers Booth. So you look up Rapid Fire. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, uh, you got to go check it out immediately. Brandon Lee is Jake Lowe. He wasn't looking for trouble. But it found it anyway. The Chicago branch of La Cosa Nostra. He hasn't pulled the trigger in 15 years. And you, my friend, were there to see it. Now, he's a witness. He'll be under 24-hour FBI protection. So who else is testifying against this guy? Who's about to become a target. The only way to fight fire... Fire. I think I've had enough police protection. Rapid fire. So Brandon Lee clearly was being marketed as his father's son. Wanted to they so he had a slew, not a slew, a few martial art movies up to this point. Uh, he was on Kung Fu as well, uh, the reboot of Kung Fu. And in a smaller role, I think he was like the young Kang or something. Yeah. King or uh, anyways, I didn't watch <coughs> it. And then he did Showdown in Little Tokyo with Dolph Lundgren, right. which honestly should have been way better than it was. Right. It was yeah. Way too yeah. silly. That, that, that was not. That was not good. And it was not a good vehicle for him because he was like a comical sidekick, mm-hmm. and it just it just mm-hmm. didn't. He was like the Brian Ben Ben from My mm-hmm. Come in Peace with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Who is the like? The, my brain just stopped because it's like Brian Benben. Like who's who's mentioned Brian Benben in the last this twenty is, years? Why we love each other? Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, yeah, Powers wow. Booth, 
Nick Mancuso, who's who's who plays a great, yeah. who's like a producer too, <laughs> uh, or Frank Mancuso actually. Sorry, this is Nick Mancuso. I used to always would get the two mixed up. Sure. Uh, Raymond J. Barry, who's like a cool character actor. Yep. Kate Hodge, who is beautiful, and she didn't do a lot of movies. And she's tough. And she's tough. She's beautiful. And she's yeah, tough. she's a tough new uh, like. Is it Chicago Shadow or New York? Gray. It's been a little. It's been a minute since I watched this all the way through, uh, but it's got a great slew of character actors in it. Dustin Nguyen from Twenty One Jump Street, yep. um, but it has one, in my opinion, one of the best fight scenes ever in an American martial okay. arts movie with Al Leong. Yeah, who, you know who Al Leong is, but for yep. those that don't, Al Leong played. Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He was a great villain in Lethal Weapon. He always plays a villain. He's in Big Trouble in Little China, blah, 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 blah. Die Hard. But in in Rapid Fire, he has a very small role, but the fight scene is so badass. And Brandon Lee, this movie to me was the movie where people said, whoa, he's, he might be a better actor than his dad. Wow. Like he's got such an exuding presence wow, and personality, yeah, yeah. and he's and he's so like he's good looking. I mean, he's Hoppa, so it's like yeah. He's, uh, and and my son's Hoppa, and like I don't know something about that that look. He's just got yeah. a great look. He's got a great kissa. Got a great facha. Just I'll watch it. Yeah. Now you got to and, and and on top of that, it's got a pretty cool soundtrack. But uh, Neil Sean from Journey fame mm-hmm. uh, was in this band that featured two songs in the movie. Um, and you know, it's there, there, are they any good? Uh, I'll leave that up to the yeah. listener to, 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 to decide it's by the band Hardline. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Hardline. rapid fire. I love it. Really cool movie. Powers Booth is phenomenal in it as well. That's Dude. my number two. That's cool. Rapid fire. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, are we getting to number one? All right. Yeah. Here we go. I, before you say your number one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm, I'm very curious. What could it be? What's your okay. number one? So my number one uh, was a movie that I watched incessantly. Uh, I love everything about this movie. It is 1985's The Last Dragon, also known as Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Black exploitation, Motown influences. Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Ty Mock. Uh, Vanity. Um, this movie, yeah, it was like a musical. It was amazing. But like, yeah, cool martial arts. It was like the first movie where I was like, oh man, I would love to, yeah, like, like Leroy's cool. Leroy Green. Yeah. Manhattan-based movie. I'm just mumbling words, basically, because I can't even, because uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, I guess, about it. But um, it was Totally unique for its time. Yeah, totally groundbreaking. Yeah, it way. really was. Yeah. It really was. It had a it had an amazing soundtrack. Yep. One of the big songs was El DeBarge's uh, "Rhythm of the Night." Uh, we will not play that. Uh, no, but we should play. Um, uh, when you got uh, the glow, or like yeah. um, we got the glow. There's so many. Like, you are the last dragon. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But the one thing that I love about this movie is it uses a device that was very common in the eighties. And, and I know that you, I know that you love this device too. And the device is basically when a hero or a protagonist is at his lowest, he's kind mm-hmm. of hit rock bottom. You think he's going to get beaten. And then what happens is he essentially has a moment of like enlightenment, yes. quote, enlightenment. Yes. And they usually um, demonstrate this by some kind of montage or quick little flashbacks of like what yes. we've seen in the movie, things that now remind him, you know, and, and suddenly he is like seeing the matrix and realizing like, no, I am the one, you know. Uh, I am the last dragon. Yes. And so he, you know, is, you, you think he's done for, and then he's flashing back and vanity. He's sure like a master to me, you know, like it's just these moments and he's like realizing like, you know, while Shonuff is screaming at him, who's the master? And he gets up and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. just so awesome. And then the tables turn, and I find that I love mo- I love moments like that in movies. Um, Transformers, you know, Rise, oh, yeah. Rodimus Prime, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like these moments, like where it's like at, when when I think Optimus Prime even says like when when night something when the moment is the darkest or something yeah, like you, that. I, light, I, you will light our darkest. You will hour. light our darkest hour. Yeah. You know, so the, the hero hits the darkest hour, and then it's like, wait a minute. 
no, no, no. Like, it gets that extra boost of motivation. You see it in, in you know, in Rocky. You see it yeah. in, in fighting movies. You see it where it's just like, oh, man, he's screwed. Nope. Doom. And, uh, and actually, The Matrix itself, it's like when he actually sees The Matrix. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's one of those moments, too. <laughs> that's awesome. Where it's just like... That that moment of like enlightenment, and that's and that's something that I connect to just within humanity, like searching for those 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 moments of enlightenment, you know, within us. So. Oh my God, I love this. <sighs> <laughs> I need a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. uh, but really, no, I, like, I didn't think I was gonna was gonna speak in that way about it. But yeah, you know, um, and uh, the the director of this movie this is just a weird trivia, but. The yeah. only other movie that's sort of well-known, at least to me, was uh, Disorderlies, starring the Fat Boys. Oh, Fat uh, Boys. <laughs> fat, 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 fat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fat Boys, <laughs> is, yeah, is a movie I've seen, or Disorderlies I've seen a million times for some reason, and it's terrible. I but, never saw it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm not shocked. But th- Yeah, Mike Schultz. Mm-hmm. Mike Schultz, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to, this yeah. is probably terrible stereotyping, but I figured, uh, you know, I would would have been more surprised to see like a uh, video music video director labeled as the director yeah. for Last Dragon because right. it kind of looks like a it's like a giant music it is. music video, you know, it in is. a good way. And that's built into the story yeah. a little bit. Got to check it out if yeah. you haven't seen it. It's great. Last Dragon. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, Last yeah. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anything else we want to say about that's it? That's all I want to say. <laughs> okay. You ready for my number one? Um, you know what it is. Would he have? Would it have two B's in it? Yes, it would. <laughs> it absolutely would. Uh, it's the 1989 martial arts classic, Best of the Best. It yes. stars Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones. This is the second time I've said James Earl James Jones' Earl names Jones. In, a, in this podcast. No. Sally Kirkland. Philip Ree as Tommy Lee. Um, and it's got an amazing... Don't, oh, Don't it, forget... Uh, Chris Penn, yeah. of course. Uh, it's got Chris Penn in it. It's got um, John Dye, who was on Touched by an Angel. Tom Everett, who is a great character actor. Louise Fletcher from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yes. Nest. Nurse Ratchet. I mean, I, I, this is a movie that I'm, I want to go down yeah. and I mean, we, a lot we will more. do this movie. For sure. We'll do this movie. This movie makes me cry yeah. every time I watch it. Yeah. It's got one of the best endings for a martial arts movie, yeah. uh, sports movie in general. Yeah. Uh, and... And Eric Roberts brings his A game to this to his role as Alex Grady. I like a I lot even, of vulnerability. Oh a my lot god, of so much! And it always gets made fun of, and I get it. Like yeah. I get why I get why people laugh at this movie, but I but for me, it hits all the heartstrings. Yep. Because it, it, he's yep. the star of the movie, Alex Grady. He's a uh, he works on an assembly line as an auto worker in Oregon, apparently, and um and and he. Was a martial artist uh, champion for a while, but injured his shoulder and had to leave. And he has a son. Yeah. He's a single single father. Uh, his mom passed away. His, the wife died. Uh, it's another sad story. The grandma's living with him as well. And he gets a second chance to join this national uh, martial arts karate team to take on Korea in a tournament. And it, it, say, it shows both sides as they're you know, putting together their routines and getting ready for the the big day. And when the big day comes, we'll find out what happens when we talk about yeah. it on the later yeah. podcast. Because and and on top of that, the soundtrack is killer. It's got a killer soundtrack. It's my it's on my workout mix. Um, it, it, it just it's not your typical martial art film. A team is not a team if you don't give a damn about one another. What does it take to turn five uncontrollable characters into one unbeatable team? You need this fight bad. You need this fight by you, man. This is the only thing I know I am good at. Don't take that away from me. When the right people come together at the right moment, when they care almost as much about winning as they do about each other, they can become the best of the best. Someone 
and there's some really great lines in it. Again, I'll save them for later. Well, one I'll, I'll one I'll give you with I'll, right now because Chris Penn is like a he plays yeah. a total douche in the movie, on purpose. Yeah, but American douche. American douche. Philip Ree is like he's really. There are two stars of this movie. It's Eric Roberts, Philip Ree. Philip Ree though, uh, you know, is eating his lunch or something, and Chris Penn is this kind of hillbilly shit kicker and comes up and says, "Hey, man." You know, let's do this. Let's go, basically. And then he, he says, uh, and Philip Ree's like, no, I'm not going to. You know, mm. I'm not going to fight you. And he goes, what are you, yellow? And he goes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I may bring that up again, but yeah, Best of the yeah. Best is classic. It's, dude, yeah, it's amazing. I, I don't I don't want to say anything because I feel like I want to really talk about it. Yeah, we are going to talk more about it for sure. But that is right. my number one. I'd say this this top 10, this these five together, making a, a nice yeah. 10, perfect 10. Perfect 10. I'm surprised you didn't left out the perfect weapon with Jeff Speakman. That was my honorable mention. Oh, okay. Let's run down a quick honorable mention. That was my mention. honorable mention. Okay. What is on your honorable honorable mention list? Just that. The perfect weapon. The perfect weapon. Sorry, okay. Jeff Speakman. It's on mine as well, oh my God. Uh, along with Jim Cotta, another right, Richard Norton. Right, of course. Yeah. Yes. And um, Rage and Honor Part 2. I, th- I brought yeah. it up earlier. And yeah, I specifically left Karate Kid off this list because I know we discussed it in the North Shore episode, it being a coming-of-age film, not necessarily a martial arts movie, even though there's a martial arts tournament in it. Could we also argue that Big Trouble in Little China is a martial arts movie? Yes, we could. But But it's a hybrid. But it's, yeah. And it's, because that's like my number one. Oh, me too. Everything. Me too. It's so good. But I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could. But no, but yeah, but no, that was like, I'm, I'm like, ah, that doesn't go on my list. I, I think if I was going to qualify these, I'd have to say the lead actor has to show some sort of martial arts skill. Skill. And every one Great of our movies point. did. So there Great you go. Great point. There you go. Great point. So yep. this was our quick, short and sweet yeah. top five martial art episode. We're probably going to do more of these uh, in regards to the, uh, you know, previews to upcoming guests on our show. We've got. Some good ones. Some good yeah, ones coming yeah. up. So we hope you liked it. And if you didn't, give us some feedback on this list. Tell us what your top five martial art movies are. And uh, join the discussion. Yes, please. I don't know what that was, but yeah, yes, please. And very soon you'll be hearing that interview with Richard Norton. We hope you like oh, it. Oh, yeah. By the end of it, I think we both wanted him to be our sensei. Uh, yes. And he, he became yours. Well, okay. Spoiler! With that, we will bow and make eye contact. (laughs) And we will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Network.